and any other investments according. Yes, money. That's what we're going to be talking about. But as we know, and anybody who's come here just thinking it's about money, money is just the result of what happens. Money is just the result of everything that you've been doing. So first of all, let's, uh, I mean, you guys do this as well. Get sharing this, first of all. Yeah. And you can tag some people because then you might even be as one of the winners. Who knows? <laughs> so we've got, we got uh, first of all, comment. Where are you? I want to know. Where are you in England? What's it like? What's the weather? Is it dark? Is it cold? Is it windy? Is it St. Patrick's Day? Is it St. George's Day? Is it your birthday? Yeah, or when is your birthday? Why don't you put it in the in the comments? When is your birthday? Is anyone else like a little bit, you know, like anytime, is it, or it might just be me, like anytime I, someone's asking for my birthday, I'm like, they're trying to gather all the information they need to get into my bank account. You know, like, <laughs> freaking me out a little bit, like, you know, crazy stuff. Um, but I have a 26-digit password, which no one will ever guess because there's a 26 sequence of, of letters that I, I, I found somewhere and <laughs> sequence, I don't think anyone would have come across it before. So I just thought I'm just going to have this. <laughs> so I don't think anyone's be able to guess my password at all. So guys, comment whereabouts are you? And if you've got any questions around uh, how to get into property, want to get into property, not making money through property, want to get your next deal around property. And we're going to tell you about who's on the panel tonight and the kind of things that they have done and are doing. So you can also direct your questions. But got some announcements to do first. Are you ready for some announcements? Put it in the comments. Yeah, good to see you, Robbie, Sarah. Trisha, awesome. So start. So first of all, share this on your timeline, and then what you're going to do is tag ten people. Now, if you're in the real life tribe, you tag ten people in the tribe and out. And then what we'll do is, if you hit all of that criteria at the end, we will select someone, and they will be able to pick something of their choice off the real life shop, the real life shop. And by the way, we're adding things to it all of the time. I don't have the shop. Do I have the shop? I think I have a link to the shop. I'm not going to give you now because then you're going to you're going to leave, aren't you? And not come back. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, plenty of new stuff coming on, new designs, new brands, and all of that good stuff. So still, let us know whereabouts you are, Craig. Thank you for being here. So let us know where you are. Let, let us comment. I mean, I just see how many people are on it, but I don't see who you are until you comment. So guys, have you shared it as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So let's get this beat on the road so uh the other couple of announcements to, to uh what day is it today is it the 15th yeah 15 two days two days we've got an awesome free training by the way loads of people have registered for this training and this training is like obstacles and how to build uh, how to come overcome obstacles and how to build a seven-figure property business now there's been a lot of things i've seen online of you know what, what, what is it and you know something this thing about you know rich home poor home whatever it was called i don't even know and uh how can real wealth be built uh from property well come along on wednesday it's about an hour and a half or so so not a lot of investment in terms of time but the strategies the examples even the numbers even like the stuff that is crammed into this because i'm just recording different modules and different things for our online portal for our community and you guys will come along and be able to see that for free and if you want to get straight into the business then what you can do is um, get straight registered and go straight for the uh, the good old real life property secrets exposed, which is a three day virtual event. Which I'm not even going to attempt to. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to 
explain to you what happens on there other than the last time we did it we found many deals all over the world by the way and we raised 1.2 million in investor finance and i know some people who are in our community now and they're still letting me know they raised a lot more since then as well so this is some insane stuff but i know most of you you need to see it before you believe it so just come along and see what it's all about uh so there's the announcements for today so let's get into this week's panel which as you can see we've got mr sam Algie and lewis perrin now these guys have come from uh, very different backgrounds they're from very different locations one's from the city one's from the country uh, one's from a trade, one's from, uh, you know, some kind of uh, secret uh, undercover, you know, military, uh, you know, radiation type, you know, something or other. And um, one of them, uh, you know, has a very big secret that they want to tell you tonight. So stay tuned so you find out what that is all about. And look at them trying to play with their poker face. So, hey, guys, just so uh, we can get off from the off, just do a quick intro on who you are and give them some stats, you know, in terms of what projects you've been doing. And then we're going to delve in so people can learn from you guys on what you've been doing it and how you were doing it and everything that came up in between. So, first of all, seeing as you were the first to, to log on here, let's go to you, Lewis. Right. So, Lewis Perrin, I'm a former scaffolder. I've been doing property for not even three years yet done listed coach house conversions, plan on another coach house, service accommodations, uh, housing associations. We got a dentist, a HMO conversions. So a, a big array of strategy is what I'm doing. So just that's very brief. Also, I'm the one from South London and yeah, from a trade. I'm not the submarine missile builder. <laughs> yeah awesome and i hope you won't mind me saying because it's been fantastic progress over the last uh, you know couple of years uh but i remember you know when we first you know joined forces and uh, we met each other virtually first of all mm -hmm. it was um i think you just read a book about property is that right yeah so but well i just hated my job so much i thought i've got to figure out <laughs> how to make money but not in my job and then I, that led me to passive income then i read the rich dad poor dad and then yeah literally started from there then i just started adding the property groups and that's where i found you awesome good job so listen if you've got any questions for lewis around any of those things that he just said please do start putting them in the comments right now and then once we uh get past our initial questions that we got because we got some secret uh questions for them then we'll start asking your questions so over to you sam so my name is sam lg i'm from derby the center of the universe uh i'm a derby born and bred lad unfortunately i sport the rams as well so luckily enough we've got wayne rooney but we still can't win uh <laughs> Basically, I've always had a passion for property, but not really understanding on how to implement the systems and everything like that. So two years ago, uh, I had one buy to let and my own home. And then fast forward two and a half years since working with real life. I'm now one of the certified coaches. Um, I've got a portfolio currently as it stands in excess of about 5.4 million. But that doesn't include the hotel that I've just had an offer accepted on which is going to be six, 74 flats uh, and the hotel alone is going to be predicted to be worth about 6.2 million. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, That's yeah. a, few a few of these, yeah? Just a, just a few of them to be fair. 
yeah, so that's going to be worth 6.2 million alone. Um, what else have I done? I've quit my job at Rolls-Royce. So we're talking about the missiles and all that jazz. I worked in the, the nuclear sector at Rolls-Royce, um, the big hush-hush department stuff, etc. Um, that was a big move, um, quitting a, a secure job. Rolls-Royce got voted number one company to work for in the country with all its pay, its benefits, employee satisfaction and all that jazz. But ultimately, it wasn't for me. It's not my outcome. So um, last November, I decided to give it up and go full-time into property investing. Was it scary to do that? <laughs> yeah, it was. But don't regret yeah. it one bit. I can't believe they won that, you know, um, best company to work for because I would have thought that the results would have been done on a ratio because it's not really fair when you've got thousands of employees to say, yeah, i got that many because surely, you know, when I first set up, when I left school and then I was working on a building site, surely my company would have won best to work for because all the people in there voted. So 100% of the people voted it was the best place to work for, you know, and then I hired some other people and they also voted that it was <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. It's the best. <laughs> it's, only it's the best company in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, just a summer I forgot as well. Last year, completed a life goal. I bought my mum a house. <gasps> Excellent. Yeah, so let's just say what some other people might be thinking, because I think it's relevant to get it straight out there. Is you know, some people they might be like, Oh yeah, what are you boasting for? Why are you showing off? If you got something to you know that's working well for you, why would you tell anyone else? Because then it's uh you know gonna be they're gonna be your competition and all the rest of it. And I mean what is great is throughout the journey of everybody coming on to the real education, and um we're not gonna cover that tonight, but there's a there's there's a way or there's a reason why so many people are succeeding with this, not just the technical strategies, but also the uh, kind of execution behind it all to actually get results. There's many people that go on different trainings and, and then they end up, you know, coming on a real life training. And then all of a sudden everything starts coming together. I mean, if it happened once or twice, maybe it was chance, but it's happening time and time and time again. So uh, the thing around this whole competition is that is already uh, a disastrous mindset that you're going to be able to get yourself into if that's what you're doing, because that insinuates that this is not enough. Now, we live in an inclusive or like an inclusion universe, so you can't exclude anything. So, so if you start saying, oh, not enough competition or the rest of it, now you just bought that into your game or your area of play, and that's what you're going to get now. So it might be a bit little di deep for some people. Some people might think it's we weren't all over the place. But the results do not lie, my good friends. And we're here to come and share uh, any uh, advice, questions that you might have. Get it over to us. Yeah, get it in the comments and get the questions uh, asked. So let's, let's get into the nitty-gritty of it then. So you both have said that, uh, yeah, uh, property was a passion. I want to make passive income and all the rest of it. Let's talk about one of the things that people find the that may find the hardest, or one of the biggest excuses that I hear, and that is, what, like, how do I fit this in, or I don't have the time um, to do it around if I'm working full time. So, so Lewis, how did you make that work? It easily made that work. So, so I was working full time scaffolding, and I'd be finished about uh, four or five o'clock. So I've got between five and say 11, 12 o'clock, depending on what time I want to start to, to actually ma start making stuff happen. So it was literally just scheduling, even if you just done an hour or two hours a day, just to focus on that one thing, but the whole 
your, all your focus. And secondly, it would be to build a team around you because you can outsource stuff, you can leverage other people's time, leverage their skills, leverage their network to help you get further quicker. So if you haven't got time to go view properties, find someone who's got time. You know, you can find sources who do that for you. There's just there's just so much you can do. Like, I don't really think there's many excuses that are acceptable. So how, do, how did you go about doing that in the first instant? Give people at least some direction or some hope that it's possible. <clears throat> First, I found someone who was doing what I wanted to do because I was like, right, there's, there's something I don't know. They're getting the results I want, so I need to find someone, which was you. Secondly, obviously, then I invested in my own education of how to do it, what you was doing, what was working, and then obviously having someone to guide me through almost like a hand-holding process just to get me going, understand how it works, and I can just replicate that again and again. So it's just educate myself and then just build a, a network. You know, we had someone the other day, in fact, you know them quite well, and uh, what do you know what he said? He said, I didn't actually realise that I wouldn't have to do that much to be able to, like, find the deals and have them accepted. Like, I thought I'd have to be at it full time all day, you know, and it comes from that mentality. I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I was always taught, you know, you've got to work hard, do an honest day's work and honest day's pay. You know, the more you put in, the more you get out and all that good stuff. And to some extent, some of those things are relevant, but uh, to the most of it, it, it isn't relevant. But so so, how, what advice can you give to people? What stories can you share, Lewis, about like you don't like you don't have to be working full time at it and how the momentum actually builds up? So I just I was not doing anything complicated. I just found someone who's doing something that worked and just replicated them. So for example, the first deal I got, I met someone at a networking event who ran the event. They said I invest in North Wales and you know this is the strategy I do. I said, okay, so and he showed me how much he was making. So I was like, right, if he's investing in there and he's doing that deal, I'm just gonna copy what he's doing because it's working. So I literally went on right move, found one property in that area, drove four hours to that town done the 15 minute viewing, put an offering, got it accepted, four hours home, job done, I've got an offer accepted. That was the first thing I'd done. So someone's like, why are you driving eight hours in a day for one 15 minute viewing? I was like, because the strategy works, he's doing it, and I'm not gonna make it complicated, like just just do what's working. And mm -hmm. I'm done. Good, good, good. And what's interesting, at the first ever event, which I know you guys came in, the 17th of November, 2018, which was awesome because Sean was just sharing you know what he's done the other day since uh november 2018 as well is uh and this, so this was before any pandemic lockdown or anything like that the strategies that we were uh, or the principles should i say you know which is the framework to follow uh just continued to work throughout lockdown why because we're not running all over the country you know doing these 15 minute um viewings without knowing what to expect when to get there, i.e., are they going to accept my offer in the region that I'm already uh, looking for the numbers to work at? So that is some real interesting stuff. That And it's quite funny. I, I, I mean, I think it's awesome that it's like a future-proofed principle that was working. And uh, to, to learn that as well, it's pretty straightforward. There is a system and there's a framework to follow. We teach this at Real Life Property Secrets Exposed, which is a three- a virtual event because you got to you know this ain't just about talking about it you got to get your hands you know you got to get on the dog and bone and start calling you know the the people to to raise the money to uh you know get the deals accepted 
and, and understand all of that stuff. So let's now kind of stay at this stage where you're at. So now you're getting the momentum going low. So let's go over to you, Sam. How did you make the transition or how did you make it work? I think the, the, the big question uh, I always get asked is, how do you afford all of that lot? And, it, and it's quite simple. It's like literally leverage everything. I, I, um, I wasn't from a very affluent upbringing. I, I didn't get given any money, but I've now managed to quit my job and control my own time and my own freedom. Um, I started out with Real Life, like, uh, like I say, the first event, 2018. And it's very much a case of just trusting the process with the principles and the systems that are put into place. And yeah, it's leveraging, it's learning everything in place. I, I've got a couple of properties in my portfolio um, that I've only actually viewed once. And I mean, in fact, I've got one property that I've not actually seen at all. So it's literally systems, leverage, teamwork. So yeah. 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 So, so, that, so that's good. And you know, what about this thing? when it comes to people are saying, oh yeah, you know, loads of people saying that they got, you know, multi-million pounds worth of property, but it's all debt. Like, what do you say? To, what, let's let's open that discussion, because I've yeah, got to say on that, but let's just, you know, let's just talk real. Like, we don't want to talk down to anyone, or don't want to, you know, slag anyone off or anything like that, because it's, it's just a case of you don't know what you don't know. So uh, a big one, I, I had this with a, a very old friend of mine. He was talking about, so good debt, bad debt. And he, he, he just read this book at the, at the weekend and he was like, so, so I've been taught all my life, and he's like 34, he goes, I've been taught and to, to, pay, to pay me mortgage off and to have that. I went, okay, so now what's your thoughts? And he went, well, this book tells me it's wrong. I went, so let me ask a question. And he said, well, what's that? I said, does your house make you money? And he went, well, no, it doesn't. It, it, he said, but if I've got no mortgage on it, then it doesn't make me. It doesn't cost me money. I went, why? Do the bills pay for themselves? Went, well, no. Obviously, everybody's got to pay bills. I went, okay. So I said, so let's break it down. A property where you've got a mortgage on it, but you also rent it out, and then it makes you money. Is that good or bad? And he went, well, of course it's good. I went, it's pretty much that simple. So a mortgage, if it's a business-related mortgage, That's simple. It is. It's not. It's not trying to complicate it. A business, if it makes you money, is good debt. You got any mm. thoughts? Well, it's just tactical leverage debt, right? It's like when people say I want to pay off a mortgage, you could have half a million pounds sitting in your house that's earning you nothing. Or could you then have pulled that money out, invested it, and make a bigger return than the mortgage that you're paying? So that actually, the money's now making you more money. Mm. So like, money's just sitting there's dead money. So that's why I, I want the debt. I want to leverage the debt to get rich. If you've got an incumbent mortgage, come talk to me. <laughs> I will make you money. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of things that sparked this uh, thing up for me in the first place, because I tell you, like when I was when I left school, uh, I was in the building trade. So like 15 years old, um, after I'd left school about eight years. That no, I'm kidding. Like 15 years old, I was uh, out there. And uh, I, was, I was doing the work. I was on the tools and I was all kind of all around. I did bricklaying, carpentry, plastering, anything that would make me money. I was working my ass off. And then I remember one guy, I was on a site, and he was the son of the guy who owned the site. And he said, oh, you know, you, you seem to know and your team seems to know, you know, what you guys are doing here. You, you work pretty quickly and stuff. How come you don't do it for yourself? And I'm like, yeah, but in this game, you, you know, you need to – yeah, you need money to make money, right? And he's like, yeah, you're right. 
So I just went on still after that thinking, yeah, 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 you're right. And then it came down to a uh, point. So that was one of the things. And then another one of the things. So, oh, no. So that was like how I'd been conditioned. Then two things happened. I can't remember which order they were in. But one of the things that happened was, you know, Duncan Ballantyne from Dragon's Den. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a funny guy. You know, he, he used to like fall asleep in the chair, right? And he used to show all those clips of him asleep while people are pitching and presenting. And I heard him say this thing. He said, my goal is to die with a billion dollars of debt. Now I didn't I didn't understand what it meant, yeah. But like it kind of stuck with me for some reason. Then uh, I don't, so I don't know which order it happened in. But then hearing Robert Kiyosaki, you know, everyone's reads the books and all the rest of it. But one thing what Robert Kiyosaki said was, he said debt is money. So this and probably a lot of other things as well that influenced me started to make me think debt is money. Well, I want money, yeah. But if debt is money, why? How is debt money? Well, with money, yeah, so you take money, yeah, and you buy something, yeah, so this is what you want, you live your lifestyle, you pay your rent, you pay your, you know, bills, you pay, you know, for your car or whatever, so that's what you do with money, but also, once you've done that, normally it's just gone, but with debt, you see, debt, I can buy something with debt, yeah, like this laptop that I'm using right now, I bought with debt, yeah, and then I use it to make it pay me money. Yeah, I can use debt to buy a house. Yeah, and then I can use that debt to pay me money. So now the debt, which is money, gets given or I buy something with a debt, but now that debt pays me and it keeps making the money where before, once I paid the money, it was gone. I spent like, let's call it real money. I mean, it's all fake anyway. But let's just call it real money. Yeah, I spent real money and I never see it again. But debt, which people don't think is money, which is also fake money as well because it's all fake. Yeah, I, I use debt to buy stuff, but that stuff that I buy can then pay me on a continuous basis. Or I can use, like, most people, they're like, entrepreneur, I want to set up a business, I need to raise some capital. Well, that's debt, you know? So if you want, you know, uh, a business loan to set up a company, God knows why you would need that, uh, because, you know, there's ways to create businesses with that, like from scratch with nothing. And I've done it many times. But with property, what I love about that is that stuff's already there. The teams are already there. The demand for the product's already there. And all you're going to do is just leverage the debt to get uh, income coming your way, whether it's on a monthly basis or whether I borrow, you know, 100, 200, 500,000 to then go and make, you know, a million, two million uh, by going to sell something. Yeah. So I think this is a super valuable uh, aspect or insight that people have got to take rather than just taking it at face value, saying, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. I mean, what is can't afford it anyway? I don't even know what that means. Or what does that mean? What does that mean? That's all it is. I mean, if, if it comes down to car, I can't afford it, it depends what mood I'm in. You know, one minute I'm like, yeah, let's just, you know, spend money like whatever. You know, next minute I've got the same amount of money or more money. And then you ask me about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, so it depends what mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it just depends what mood I'm in. And I'm sure most other people are the same. So let's now talk of how we all use this insight and principles to start fostering some beautiful uh, looking deals which start to you know, pay us some money. So Lewis, tell us about some deals you did and you know, tell us how you made it happen and how you used, you know, none of your own money or, or some of your Bitcoin or whatever, cash under your mattress. 
Hush down. <laughs> my favourite one, and the one probably most people know me for, is the Hunter's Lodge Grade 2 listed coach house conversion. So I've I managed, obviously, to, to find a derelict building that needed and was desperate to be converted. Then I done an agreement with the vendor to upfront the property and I will pay them upon refinance. So that way I didn't have to find any money upfront to purchase it. So that way I've almost, I funded the purchase without any money. And secondly, I've raised money from investors to pay for the build and then refinanced it, paid everyone back and pulled out money as well. So it literally didn't need any money in to get it done. But what I realized through that process is people think they're getting into property, but it's not really property. You're just a debt mover. You borrow money from one person to pass it to another, to pass it to the builder. Then you refinance it and the debt comes back from the bank to you. You literally just move money. Whereas like, most people think that like, property is in like, you know, building sites and that. You're just a money mover. You just play with debt. Yeah, but people do that anyway, don't they? Like they work their ass off all week or month and then they move, like money moves into their account and they move it straight back out. <laughs> just, just keep it going, just straight back. It was as if it was never there. <laughs> just do it on a bigger scale right but you just play with debt see that's all property is just moving money yeah it moved so quickly it didn't even touch the sides <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that obviously that was great all money out um another one i done was um it was up for a hundred thousand i got it for 80 we spent like 5k on a refurb and i refinanced that and pulled all the money out all fully investor funded um me and sam have got one at the moment that was funded by I frown upon this is, but we we got the bounce back loan for our business, and we used that to fund the purchase. So that was fully funded by debt as well. And since we financed and pulled it out, so the bounce back loan gave us a free house. Yeah, and yep. uh, so so with that, for example, you guys are doing business together. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. And I didn't even charge you any, you know, introductory fee or anything like that. I don't know. You guys the better yeah. deal there. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what it's like. You know, I still think maybe just because my attention temporarily went back on it, but I still think there is a large amount of population that is a little bit confused or misunderstanding this whole thing about working together, teamwork. Everybody can win. There's no scarcity. There's no not enough. There's no like competition. Uh, like it is, it is what it is. And 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 we have the motto, as you know which is uh doing the right thing for the right reasons yeah that's super important and doing the right thing for the right reason is like taking the action or doing whatever it is to give the greatest greatest advantage to the largest number of people and entities with the least disadvantage to all now for those people and napoleon hill said this in his success uh or what's it called no self-confidence formula he said i will uh, I will not take part in any transaction which does not benefit all whom it concerns or something to that effect. Yeah, but yet still so many people to cover their own ass uh, will go out and do that. And I'll tell you what, this whole last 2020, yeah, and this first half of this year was a huge magnifying glass, wasn't it? Like, yeah. listen, if you were doing good in areas, it magnified it and you blew yeah. up. You know, if you, you know, a bit toxic, toxic in some areas like your cash flow your relationship your business your property investing it probably wiped your ass out yeah um so you know there's a big magnifying glass so let's go to the next step yeah the next step 
Um, oh no, we, we need to come to you, Sam. So, like, you tell us how how did how did you start? Yeah, because I want to keep it level playing. Like, let's take, go through the journey together. Yeah. Oh, by yeah. the way, guys, if you got any questions here, you know, put it in the comments. And uh, if you missed it at the beginning, put by the way, put hashtag live if you're on a live. Put hashtag replay if you're watching on the replay, so we kind of know what's going on. And if you want to be in a chance for winning uh, a free item from the real life shop, which is many things on there. All you need to do is share this on your timeline, tag 10 people. If you're in the real life tribe, tag 10 people in the tribe and then tag 10 people out of the tribe. And at the end, we will call your name. And if you are on here and you can comment on here, you are now winner. And uh, there's other, a couple of other links on some trainings, free trainings and access to some amazing uh, experiences on here as well. So make sure you check all that stuff out. So Sam, tell us about uh, how you started to build momentum. You've already talked about um building like leveraging building a team and all the rest of it but how did you start to build momentum and how did like deal number one two three four and all that start to come together what's your tip the the snowball effect of surrounding yourself with the right team i started out in property i had some property training a few years ago and never really saw any momentum from it and took any real learnings until basically having somebody to hold me accountable um, I started with real life back in 2018, and uh, <laughs> Lewis was my coach. And it's crazy how, in the space of just over two and a bit years, we—I'd never met the guy. We've now become like pretty much best friends, and we're also business partners, and we're also pushing each other on a on a on a one-to-one -one level as well. Um, my latest deal, the numbers are fresh in my head. So I purchased it at auction for 96,000. People saying, oh, auctions don't work. Oh, that area's got no demand. So I purchased it at auction for 96,000, spent 119,086 off the top of my head, uh, and then just had the revaluation uh, re come through for 340,000, which Basically means I've got 85,000 equity in a house. And then I've also got paid 20,585 pounds into the bank account to own a house. So that is literally in the space of six months from auction to refi uh, refinance is 105,585 pounds. But then people are like, well, what are you going to do with the property demand and all that jazz? Well, tenants, it literally got finished on the Friday, on the Tuesday is a bit of a weird finish date. Then the following Tuesday, it never even actually went live. It was supposed to go live on the Sunday and the letting agent got it filled on the on the Tuesday. So that property where the people are saying the demand's slow, that's full straight away. Uh, and that now will be cash flow in just over £1,300 per month net. Mm -hmm. net. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And you know, you just reminded me of something that came up, a couple of questions or probably any questions that were more, more like comments or complaints. And uh, people saying, oh, you know what the problem is, you know, te tenants, uh, you know, wrecking the joint or HMOs or, or this is happening in my property or this damage was called. Nobody told you about the damage. And, and like people are like, yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Now, let me tell you something, my good friends. That is not the problem. The problem is not, you know, a bit of leaks here and there, a bit of damage, a bit of maintenance work, you know, replace sometimes the bed, the mattress, the cupboard's broken or whatever. That's not the problem. You know, the problem is when you don't have any tenants. You know, that's that's the problem, yeah? And you know, a bigger problem than that, when you don't even have a property to put tenants in. 
that's an even bigger problem. So some of the things that stop people, and I'd like to hear from you guys as well, so we can help the viewers here understand, you know, what to look out for, or just check in with themselves and say, you know, is this what I'm thinking? Because it's all about thinking, right? It's called think and grow rich. It's not called, you know, put the kettle on, sit down, put your feet up and grow rich. You know, it's it's called think about it. So so like the way you are thinking is going to affect the results you get in the life and has been and will continue to do so. So like when people are thinking along the lines of, uh, you know, I don't want to do that because it's too much hassle. What if I can't fill it? I've heard these stories. People don't tell you all these things that could go wrong. And 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 I tell you what makes it a little bit more realistic for these people to believe that is like when someone jumps on and says, yeah, I'm in property. Nobody shares, you know, the real side of the property and all the rest of it. And, and it's like, look, anybody can only just come from their own experience. But what I like about this community, you guys and everyone else, you know, that that stays in the game long enough to ride the waves is um, that it's no matter what happens, it's fun. It's fun. And you know what is, is the other scary thing? It's like, what happens if I don't do it? You know, most people have fear to pull the trigger. Well, I, I think whenever it was for me, there was a seesaw that tipped and it kind of tipped to the way where now I think, what if I don't do it? What if I don't take advantage of this? What if I don't make this move now? And I think what's helped is I've seen so many other people come along, have a sniff of the, you know, the, the doorway and then, and then run in an other direction. <laughs> And then they come. Then they come back. You know, sometimes a few months, sometimes a year, sometimes two years later, and it's just like, wow. And then you see their results, and you can say, where could you have been if you'd have woke up just a, you know, a little bit earlier? Uh, so for me, you know, all these different investments and all these different beautiful opportunities that are occurring in property, in in sustainable wealth. You know, oh, we love a good old bit of crypto and a bit of this, and everyone's sending me coins nowadays, telling me it's the game changer. I mean, keep sending me them. I mean, if they're all game changers, I'm just saying every time someone sends me a coin, it's like, yeah, every game is a game changer. I mean, if it's true and they're all, uh, then that's fine. But so these are all these opportunities. But the fear is, oh, what if I do it and it goes wrong? Well, what if you don't do it and it went right? You know, so it's all about the measured risk. And again, this is something we teach in, in depth on how, how to do all of this stuff. So how did you guys... Get yourself into a position because another thing that people must know, it's not about one deal. One deal is not going to make you rich. Yeah, even just a even a couple of three deals are not going to make you rich. It's not really going to do, it's not life changing amounts of, it will depend on the deal, you know. <laughs> but like, just say, you know, the usual uh, thing that happens. So how did you guys find the courage to, actually build a momentum and start going yeah i want to do this many projects four five six seven so for me it's something that you taught me which was the cost of inaction because some like i i used to think that if i don't take action you know that there wasn't a cost of inaction like, oh yeah i could do this and that's the result but if i don't do it then you know i just don't do it but it's like if you don't take the action and take on that extra property that could bring you a thousand pound a month it's now costing you 12 grand a year so what if you don't replicate that so the cost of inaction to me was scarier than the fear of what if, you know, what could come up. So I was willing to take the risk because I don't want to be in the place I did, you know, that I was. So it's like I had to make the change. And one thing I was reminded of when you were speaking is um, Grant Cardone, when he said to his mum, you know, I want to get into property. She went, oh, no, because you'll have tenants calling you. 
all times of the night. He went, but if they're calling me, they're renting from me. <laughs> I, just, oh. <laughs> he said, I want thousands of people calling me because that means they're paying me money. Like, that's the problem I want. And I was like, wow, what a guy. Because some people we put off by, oh, what if, like you said, what if something breaks? What if this? Well, if it breaks, that means they're in the room. They're paying rent. I'm making money. Like, I want these problems. So I guess the yeah. goal is to try and level up your problems. And it is a, it's a, it is the mindset. And it's to, like there was there's a quote that says, uh, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change, something to that effect. You know, it just, it just reminded me how, like, once you practice this and you get around people and you have the right training, you have the right coaching, that how what once was like a destructive mindset that's always looking for danger and problems can actually now just look for abundance and success. So much so that actually I received an invoice. I seen it come up, you know, invoice. And I know how much the invoice was for. And I was like, started celebrating like, yes, I'm paying. I've got an invoice to pay, which means someone must be adding value to me. If I'm paying someone some money, they must be paying some value. Well, like, I remember when I was a kid, it's like, you know, all the bills are turning up again. Got to pay the bills. Oh. And it's like a dreary thing. It's like, Man, like I'm like a gas bill. Thank you. Like, oh my god, imagine if I had to like heat my own house without after paying the gas. Can you imagine that? Does anybody ever think of that? Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Like water bill. How cheap is water? Water is so cheap. Can you imagine if I had to walk, you know, five miles with no shoes on? Up and down to that lake. Well, listen, a year ago tomorrow. Yeah, a year ago tomorrow, that's the anniversary of the lockdown, by the way. I had it in my diary to celebrate a year's worth of uh, change. And uh, I was actually thinking, I was like, hey, listen, you know, if things go a little bit wild here, then I've got to start figuring out how I can get water from there and, like, filter it. And 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 I was thinking, like, where did I see it before? Where? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, I, what's that island thing with uh, Bear Grylls? Yeah, what's Bear Grylls, the island, it's called. It's just called the island, was it? I remember they were filtering water through a sock. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and they've got all like crushed bits of charcoal in there and all this. Sort of... um, yeah. So, well, all load of charcoal now, <laughs> just in case. That's it. I mean, I think, you know, some of the top filters do that. Yeah. So, hey, listen, that's good. So, let, guys, have you got any questions? Someone's asking, where's the best place uh, for auctions that you guys use? Online. That's my answer. Simple. Just Google auction houses. There's loads and loads of auctions. There are websites where you can pay to know where all the auctions are, but with a bit more research on Google, you can find like the latest auctions from day to day. So there's a lot of big games out there, big name players on auction sites. But yeah. Also, Sam, you didn't ask answer the question that I got asked. What was how, how you set yourself up to like get into property? Like how you overcame? <laughs> so for me, the big the biggest one was uh, having a coach. Just having somebody accountable. So I kind of had a lot of knowledge, but just no implementation. Um, one of my uh, most profound coaching calls was where I rocked up to this coaching call thinking, yeah, I've got a couple of properties under my belt, but I've not done any of the actions. And um, he, asked me, he asked me the question, Lewis, and said, so how do you feel about that? And I went, well, I just had a couple of weeks off. Then. So you've had two weeks off. So how do you feel about having those two weeks off? And I was like, he goes, well, it's your money that you spent on this coaching. It's your money that you spent to be the better version of yourself. So how can you not put it into practice? You're wasting your money in your life. So, And I was like, wow, here's me just thinking they were just actions. And then in reality, when I'm like, I'm wasting my time, my money, and my life because I'm not putting into stuff that I want 
to get myself to better uh, to be the best version of myself. So pretty much having a coach, having the right team, having like mentors is for me it's invaluable. It takes you to the next level. So the cost of having a coach, it it people say, Wow, you really pay that much for a coach? Yeah, of course it do. Makes me money. It costs me money. It makes me money. Like pushes me to the next level. So why would it not? Like literally you have all the top players in the world. You have Michael Jordan who has coaches, the tennis players, all these top pro, uh, pro athletes all have coaches. Politicians. So, pardon? Politicians, they have coaches. Okay. <laughs> but they, 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 everybody has to have somebody to be the Film stars. They all have coaches. You, you Guy, Guy Ritchie has a coach. Who's that? Do you know him? He's not a Derby player, so you don't know him. <laughs> Guy Ritchie. He's a film star. Uh, film director. He's not from Derby, so you won't know him. No, no, no. no. I'm only from Derby. I'm a small lad. <laughs> but yeah, no, Michael Jordan, the best... Best basketball player of all time. Had a coach throughout his whole career. It's second, same. Best. second best. Behind him. Lewis. <laughs> Lewis. Don't even know how to hold a basketball. <laughs> hey, hey, look. I've uh, got another question for you. What does the future hold for you guys with scaling your portfolios? Oh, this is a good question. That is a good question. Because like we yeah, do... Like um, a difference in backgrounds on our property portfolio. So... Um, Lewis has started off with the SAs, which is something I've never done. So for those who don't know, SA is service accommodation, which is like Airbnb and booking.com, where you go away on your holiday lets. That's something that I wanted to get into. So I was like, come on, let's, let's, let's do something. Um, and then Lewis ultimately wanted to get into HMOs for the cash flow. So let's, uh, there's no two ways about it. They're both cash flow, but it's just a different strategy. So as it stands at the minute, we've got one SA and we've got one HMO. So next up, We've agreed that we're going to go for another SA. And then it's just going to continue and scale like that. Weren't you doing holiday lets in Croydon? What's the, hol what's the holiday season uh, like down there? Not in Croydon. <laughs> why, why, why not? <laughs> Those people go on holiday to Croydon. <laughs> it's not one of those towns. It's definitely not one of those. But like in this, how long, like, how long have we had our business out? Like four months? And we've already got. Like once once HMO is done, it'll be pushing half a million in portfolio in like the space of a, not even half a year yet. Oh, was right. I feel like it's the way we structured it really well, and people just jump into JVs way too easy. And you're like financially married, so you need to know the person you're dealing with. And I feel like the, the way it works first because we set up the code of honor first. We set up how it's going to work. So there was no confusion because we're very similar people. And I was obviously concerned, as you probably were, that we would clash if we was both involved in the same thing because we both want to do the same thing and both don't want to do the same thing. So it, it was just like, who has to do what kind of thing? So that's why we organized it in such a way that if Sam finds the deal, I find the money, he manages the refurb, I have no involvement because we don't need to be bringing each other to making the same decisions and that sort of thing. But then it works vice versa. And I feel like that is such a good setup for us because it's it's just eliminated any any places that we can clash, that we can argue. And it's just it's been really easy so far. Don't get me wrong, we still double check one each other, one another, just to say oh, is it I'm sure that's going, but yeah. it's it, it is we we're we're a team at the end of the day. So now we're we're now technically, like you say, financially married. Um but this is kind of it, it, it's essential for I've got a few JVs and um the roles and responsibility of a JV partnership is key. That it's, it's your foundation stone. Without that, then it's just going to crumble. 
you could be both doing the same work or neither you could be doing the work that needs to get done um for example you could both be looking for the same sort of property in the same area and then both going to view with the same deal what, what where's the logic in that why don't you split roles and responsibilities and then you can diversify and have different areas different strategies different roles and responsibilities like finances uh, who's going to deal with the, the legal side of things who's going to deal with the architect planning solicitors brokers all that sort of jazz so, yeah, it's, such, it's such like a chilled, fun way we're doing it because like we're doing our own stuff individually. We're doing other stuff with other JVs and also doing stuff together. So it's not like we, we only have to work together and there's no opportunity outside of just me and you. Like we can just, it's just like, yeah, hey, look, should we get another deal? Okay, let's do this. Right, I'm going to do this. I'll find this. All right, I'll raise the money. Bush, done. And that was how, you know, it's literally been that easy. Our first deal was incredible, wasn't it? So what were the roles and responsibilities of our first deal? <laughs> this is this is like why it's teamwork right so obviously i found the deal so you had to find the money yeah so how, how did that work out so uh, guys, guys you're having too much fun doing this this can't be this, real. Is, what, this is what it's like you're not allowed to have fun property investing is a serious business it's oh, fun yeah. Guys, you're gonna make silly mistakes if you do if you have too much you keep smiling too often going people are gonna think you're on something yeah, cloud nine. Yeah, life. we've got some more questions. We've got some other things. We've got the winner. Hey, guys, keep 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 uh, keep sharing, keep tagging. If you want to be in for a chance for winning some uh, free uh, uh, selection yes. from real life. Shop. Yeah, so we've got another question. So, what do you look for in a joint venture partner, and what uh, does the tipping what's the tipping point in doing it yourself or doing it as a JV? That's a very good question, which that's almost answers like brings me to answering your question. So, the first deal we got. Obviously, I found the deal. Sam was meant to find the money, but he didn't find all the money. So I then raised the money to cover that. So it's just, it was seeing the longer term picture in working together, how, you know, you just, you're a team. Like you say, you cover each other's losses and weaknesses as you go along. So it was never like, oh, I found the money and the deal. So I'm going to do it all to myself. I'm not going to share. And, you know, I'm only playing it for me. Like it was a team sport. So I knew that, you know, as a team, that it's going to come back in dividends and we just help each other out. So I guess it's the agreement and your own personal outcome to whether you decide to do it yourself or not. I think for me is, um, is it a one-time deal or is it a long-term partnership? So me and Lewis said from the start, we, we want to grow a portfolio. It's not just a one deal business, which happens. Sometimes there's a, a stonking opportunity that comes around where you just stick with the one. Um, but when we're saying it's teamwork, so Lewis, Lewis found the deal and asked to raise the funds. Um, I didn't raise all the funds, Lewis did. Um, and then we had Lewis had people saying, well, why don't you keep it yourself? What, what, what's the point yeah. of that? Oh, in short, the next deal, I found it, which then went to Lewis. I said, Lewis, do you want to get involved in this? And then we both came up with a little bit of the funds and then it's literally teamwork. So typical rule of thumb is somebody finds a property, somebody comes together with the money, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It doesn't always work like that. So many times you have to help each other out, and it, it's a marriage at the end. So you don't want easier to fail. Well, I'm going to go myself. Well, why? Let's go. What's it? What's the phrase? Go, go alone. Go far alone, or something like that. I can't remember. Go home fast. Go home alone. I've seen Home Alone. That's a good film. That is. <laughs> go fast. Go alone. Go far. Go together. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you guys just reminded me of something. Did you answer that question? Thanks, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. So yeah, so what's so what's the what's the um, 
what's the advice here that we can give to someone who just wants to go to the next phase here in their property, whether it's starting? Um, I feel like it's such a generic question. Should we, should we not answer that question? You know, I don't know. Someone said they don't go holiday in Croydon unless you go to the home office. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true, Lewis? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you're talking to say in Croydon, just no comment. Oh, that's what, I remember what I was going to say now. Yeah, so the whole point is, have you ever, so put it in the comments, guys, very quickly, you guys watching, put hashtag live if you're watching it live, put hashtag replay if you're watching it on replay. And do, have you ever seen Wolf for Wall Street? You know, put that in there. Now, I'm not I'm not saying their actions, behaviors are good or bad or ugly. I'm not saying any of that. That's what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is look how these guys get together, have a good time. You know, I even seen a part of the film was on the golf course. That was a very uh, ethical thing to do, to go on the golf course. And uh, they're just having fun together. So when you enjoy adventuring, you know, I think the whole thing about finding people who you can trust. And what I love about, um, in fact, we just, we talked about this earlier. You know, I haven't got it. So I'll, I'll do a different video. So go subscribe to the Real Life Group YouTube channel, by the way. Make sure you do that. We've got loads of uh, videos around different properties and different ways to get all these strategies happening and how to bring them together. But also what I'll be putting on there, some things around um, what we discussed this morning, which is if you want to find a good partner or you even want to build a good team. Yeah, you know the Navy SEALs? I've seen, I've seen some of it from Simon Sinek. Yeah, that's his name, yeah? Yeah, and he was talking about Navy SEALs, and it's like the Navy Six, like the top elite of the Navy, right? Yeah, and these guys, <coughs> he, he talked about, uh, they, 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 he, he asked them, how do you decide who's on your team? And he said, oh, this is easy. So he drew a graph, and he said, well, one side is performance, one side is trust. Yeah, so on this graph, they're saying, okay, look, nobody wants on their team, really, a low performer, and they have low trust. But nobody wants that type of person on their team, yeah? But everybody wants the high performer and the high trust guy, yeah? But then in organizations, you've also got the high performer but low trust, yeah? And how do you know all these people? How do you figure that out? Just go to anybody in the organization and just say, this is what Simon says. He says, it's the arsehole. Yeah, and everybody, everybody, points, everybody points to the same person. But you, so you've got to be careful what it is that you want. Because if you go out there, you're just chasing. Hey, I want money. Hey, I want you know this type of deal. I want some what is a you know a big swinger, right? Whatever the terms they use. Yeah, and then uh, really in in the navy, what they were saying is in this you know in the navy seals, they say we would prefer to take someone with mediocre performance but high trust or even in some cases low performance but high trust uh, because of uh, the ethics and the uh, work ethos within the team yeah and, and and the benefits that it can add from having high amounts of trust so ultimately what it comes down to is trust now i've done some deals which literally wasn't even a handshake because it was vert we never even met the person physical or two of them, three of the people never even met them physic four of the people yeah four of the people never even met them never even touched them uh, and um one of them sent us the money before we even had any agreement in place now some people will be like oh well that's so silly and all the rest of it but this is trust this is the type of people now i'm not just saying go transfer money and you know do it. i'm not saying that no, 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 no. I'm not giving any advice here. I'm not giving any advice here whatsoever. But what I am saying 
um, I am saying that like it can be just done on a handshake when when there's trust there, when there's a knowingness, when there's knowledge, when there's integrity, when there's truth. And yeah, some people could say that's difficult, and some people will get ripped off and all the rest of it. But, but anything that happens to you is all already something that you've done in this life or another life anyway. Yeah, so you can't complain. You just got to put, you know, you did it, so it's happening to you. Uh, so that's why doing the right thing for the right reason is of the utmost importance for everybody. Um, because that, that way you can find the right joint venture partner because you're doing the right thing and you do it with, with trust. And now I've been into uh, loan agreements with like a 50-page-ass document, you know, and, and, and like always quoting paragraphs out of, you know, hey, this clause, section 659, yeah, and all the rest of it. And I haven't got a problem with that. It's just that, you know, I'm not really going to go into business with someone like that because things never really turn out to the way they are you know, or the way we thought they were going to be. There's always twists and turns. And it's in those moments that you're going to need to be working with someone with very high trust. So you've got each other's back. So that's my, you know, pennies worth and all the rest of it. So Sam, they want an update on the new hotel purchase. Or is it too early? Uh, so pre-app planning has gone in and it will be, unfortunately, the original building will have to be demolished due to it's being classed as beyond economical repair. And we are putting in for 64 flat. 48 one beds and 26 beds is that different from the 74 apartments no it's the same one it's the well, same did I, did I say 64 i meant 74 My bad. 64. so you just give 10 to lewis <laughs> yeah 48 and 26 so yeah hey, very very quickly what's your five-year goals Lewis? Me? So mine's to own a five-bed detached farmhouse, and I want to buy 100 acres of woodland. Mine is to be living by the seaside and just enjoying life with my family. Awesome. Mine is to be married to the lady of my dreams uh, and have six beautiful children. The family is in perfect health and to live in a self-built private eco-estate with a private team running the 100, 100 acres of land, 100 acres of woodland. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, do you know what's cool and what you guys should take note of if you listen to goals here because you were probably expecting, I want to have this development and that development, is that the goal is really an experience. Yeah, anything in life is all, anything that anybody ever does is always to feel better. No matter what it is that you're doing, it's always an attempt to feel better. Yeah, and what may, what what's determined the feeling is the experience that people are having. So you always got to connect something to experience and the vehicles or the actions that you're going to take is uh, having this conversation the other day with you, Lewis, you, you heard it back end or you heard this, when I said, look, the actions that you take, they don't actually make things happen. Yeah, and people are like, what, what, what? Make it happen with action. Action is, is, is the way to express what's already happening. So you see, when you get the thinking correct, yeah, and the focus, and you know what it is that you're doing and where you're going and what, the way you want to experience life, then the action of doing so or bringing that forth is the way to express what's already happening. You know, how many people are on here have been so forceful within, oh, you know, I've got to make it, I've got to make it, I've got to, it's just a grind. You know, it's a yellow zone uh, mood level. It's, it's, you know, it's difficult. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's up and down, it's yo-yo. One day it's the best day in the world, next day it's the end of the world. 
uh, and all that crazy stuff. So I've got some very two important things to to talk about. So is there anything else, any final tips you want to give before we go into the finale? Like you just said, have have fun because if, if if you're not having fun, you're not in the truth. So we just have as much fun while we're doing it, and we just celebrate our wins. Every win is celebrated. So yeah, never miss an opportunity to celebrate. Uh, for me, I'm going to say your biggest investment is always in yourself, um, whether that be kite surfing, whether that be property investing, do whatever you want, but enjoy life. You only here, you only live once. Or do you? Awesome. Excellent. So a couple of very important things on here. Let me have a look and see if uh, we've been sent over. The adjudication. So we have to see what, oh, what's going on here. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so we have a winner. It's been, oh, we have a winner. It's been selected. So let's see if they're on here. So the winner is gotta be Will Taylor, isn't it? Gotta be. It is Will Taylor. How did, yeah. you, know? How did you know that? Because he's commented, commented about fifteen million times. <laughs> Okay, well done, Will Taylor. So you've got to comment right now to claim your prize. Yeah, so Real Life Tribe, I know you've got the mastermind uh, in a moment. Get uh, your link is in the usual place. Uh, and have high energy, bring your great energy to bring the network and all the beautiful community to another level. Uh, yeah, there he is. There's Will Taylor, so you're the winner. So we'll, someone will be in touch and you can let them know what you want and uh so listen what's super important guys is one thing that you must never never ever let the people forget yeah and that is that you must do the right thing for the right reason now why is that the only way to discover, to discover your true potential. yeah baby we love it so you heard it here first check out the real life group youtube channel make sure you subscribe go check out the mark harvey page and the real life group page and see what is on offer for you. We've got so many resources that you can take advantage to get your ass moving, and then you can decide what it is you want to do. Whether you want to be real, get yourself to an event, find some deals, raise some money, maybe even find a joint venture. Maybe even find, a, maybe even find your life partner there. Yeah, <laughs> that's possible. Yeah, so good job, guys. Thank you so much for being on here. Great value added. Thank you for everybody watching. This has been another episode of Real Life Money Monday. My name's been Mark Harvey. We've got Lewis Perrin and Sam Algie. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, we'll see you then.